Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Sonic. One Knuckles. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Darman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 180. He didn't do a Jaleel White voice for Sonic. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> I had to do. Come on, we didn't record the Urkel, but I got to do the Urkel Sonic crossover yeah. that everyone's been waiting for. No, I've been I've been setting you up for it. No, no. there was a there was a there was there was such a thing in the old Sonic the Hedgehog comics. Oh God, where the where the he, the Sonic the Sonic met a robot, Steve Urkel. It was. Isn't weird? I, I think that's Family Matter canon that Urkel made robot made a robot, didn't he? That was like an Urkel bot. Uh, uh, that sounds about right, anyway. It seems like a thing that would happen, and they'd have like really yeah. bad, a really I I vaguely remember a very a very bad looking robot in Family Matters. In that the, that sounds plausible, in, anyway. In the latter, but I, I want to say that the I want to say the Wolf Urkel bot uh, predated what you're describing. Oh well, this is in the, probably the waning days of Family Matters when. Yeah. They were just like it became like a science weird corny science fiction show. Yeah, I mean they were they really they really lost touch with that show's roots. <laughs> I swear, it's like they don't even care if Steve Urkel likes cheese. <laughs> I know. Hey, <sighs> hey, handsomeites! I can't. What is the world coming? Uh, to? What is it coming to? We uh, have a great show for you this week. An Iron Fist ific show. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all it's all family matters and iron fist. Go ahead and and, and burn your phone right now. <laughs> uh, we'll be discussing the immortal iron fist one and two. It's the the fractured Brubaker David Aha run of the Iron Fist comic book later on at Alia. Yeah, there's a lot of artists. As there's well. a lot of Alia in this one, and uh, that but that that's that's later on. That's that, that's the that's a, in a little bit. Before mm-hmm. that, we have comic books that came out this week to talk about. Yeah, listen, listen to the. Don't need to say that. Listen to the excitement and the roar yeah. of the crowd. It is time for weekly floppies. Weekly floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. With the mush meter goes from one to five. We are feeling mushy, and how mushy we feel. This let's see this. The first book of the week is Batwoman number one. Written by Marguerite Bennett and James Tinian IV. Art, Steve Epting. Colors, Jeremy Cox. Letters, Darren Bennett. I can't remember what else I've read by Marguerite Bennett. She's just someone that I know of, and I, for some reason, have little to no impression of what she writes. But I have I have a, a lot of respect that I've built over the past couple of years for Tinian, particularly with his uh, Bat Family stuff. Mm-hmm. I I feel like this book um 
it's a little bit forgettable, but it really kind of hits all the right notes in that it's fun. It's incredibly beautiful. Um, and it, 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 it doesn't, I don't know. I, I honestly, a lot of, I, I'm still at the point where if I don't have to throw a DC book across the room in frustration, I feel like I, it's a win. I, this doesn't come even close to that. No, I like this. This is, this is solid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like this. I, I like this. I don't know. This reminds me of the kind of, I don't know. The, it is obviously the book itself makes a distinction about how, like, Batwoman trying to, how she is different than Batman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this itself is, you know, it's in that mold of the Batman, the world trot, the world, you know, globe trotting. Uh, detective Batman who is, you know, going to, you know, chase down Ra's al Ghul in the desert or something like that. It feels like that sort of mystery that is it, that is kind of the core of the story. Uh, but I like, I like the kind of the, the relationship with her and Alfred's, is that his daughter? It's a, she's a Pennyworth. I guess that's true. Or a granddaughter? Well, maybe if she goes bald, we'll know. <laughs> but I like, I like their relationship. I, mm-hmm. I, I think this is a good foundation for a series. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it sets the stakes really well. It, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm want to see where this goes. And I think like, I agree that like, I don't know. My bar for DC has been raised. It, you know, it's, yeah, a, it's, a, it, it's, Right. It's not like it was two years ago or something. In the where, midst of like yeah. the like the the thirties and past of the new fifty two where it was like the Wild Wild West of all these comics that initially came out and had some sort of I think they had a plan, but then everything got so many things got messed up and it was hard to track what was going on at any particular time for any comic and they were also like you could it seems so editorial driven. It was hard to read some things. This feels, I don't know. It feels on point. It feels like it knows mm-hmm. what it is, and that is what it's yeah. going for. Uh, I do. I I, I, I really I, do appreciate their art as well. It, uh, no, Steve it, Steve, Steve Epting is great. Uh, mm. his, his he's he's a great artist for this kind of. I don't know. Like it seems to be like like even almost noir at at times. Yeah. Uh, noir is the correct uh, the correct little buzzword to throw out there. But I don't know. I I'm. This is a, a book I can get behind. This is a an inter- I like. I I'm predisposed to like like Batwoman. So I mm-hmm. I think this is a, a good Batwoman comic book. I think it. Uh, I think it certainly works. I'm not as hooked in, you know, to this story. But I I agree with you that this is a good base that you can you can build a good story on this. And I think. Um, it's given me enough that I'm interested in coming back, and I think that this is this is an extra good team to put on this book. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot good about this. Bye. I'm going to bye. Of course, the, the real reveal of this is the ad at the end where we get to see the Suicide Squad team up with the Banana Splits. That would sound like, that, his, like it, if, if you were like if someone in the past was listening to this. They would think we are just making a joke. Yeah. That is not a joke. That is that is not a joke. There's Booster Gold meets Fred Flintstone. Also not a joke. Also not a joke. He's just straight up a buy on this one, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, double buy on Batwoman number one. 
Next up is Wild Storm, number two, written Warren Ellis, art John Davis Hunt, colors Steve Buccioletto, letters Simon Boland. This is more dense than I was I was hoping for. You think it's denser than one? Um, there was enough. There was enough in one that I could kind of brush past some things. I straight up have no fucking clue what in the hell Ellis is trying to tell me in this. Like, there's just so many things that I need to unscramble, and I don't. I. I this is weird to me. I. This is a lot of really weird decisions. Like, I don't. I don't hate it, but. I almost want to jump off and read this as one complete collection and feel like I'm going to have to read it ten times to understand what in the shit he's putting on the page. What I got out of it mm-hmm. was I I can't I, the first time I read it I I've looked back at it and it, it I have pieced it together better rereading, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it was like okay well there's a bunch of these groups. They all want this lady who has this armor, yep. who's who's at the secret base, uh, and the woman who turns into a robot. Yes, the robot lady who saved yeah. who saved uh, her, her, her. I think was her boss from mm. getting thrown out a window, and getting thrown out the window. That was basically like they're they're all like, and I think we're getting motive like their different motivations. Like some of them are above the law, and some of them are secret, and some of them are you know. There's a lot of like. It, it is it like I I repeat the sentiment I said issue one this is a Warren Ellis ass Ellis Warren Ellis mm-hmm. written comic book uh for better and for worse like I don't like I think this is I think you're right and this will read better in trade I don't think yeah. I don't think there's any I don't I don't know anyone I don't know if Warren himself would debate that but like I think that I think that is a strength and also a weakness in this I think this I think. I don't know. It, it's not a, it's not like when I think of like planetary, like planetary was sexy mm-hmm. and like had enough of that like comic book appeal where you could, I, you know, serialize it would still, I think still work very well. I think this is drier, not as sexy. Yeah. And so serialized, it reads like that. You know, it, it is a lot of talking about espionage and stuff. And I feel like this is a very, this is like, I don't know, foundational kind of stuff put in to make stuff later on work better. I certainly, uh, I'm not going to say don't start here. Do not like, don't just go get issue two. Like you either have to read, Mm -hmm. get all these issues and read. Like I, I think I've, I've kind of done this with injection, which is an, you know, another, the the Ellis and Declan Chauvey and Jordy Belair book is whenever a new issue comes out, I set it aside and then reread everything up to it. Like I don't, like some books you can easily just read the issue that comes out and you remember well enough what happened in that last one and you mm-hmm. don't have to. Uh, I think this is yeah, that, that he doesn't is, really write that way. No, this is, and not, and I don't, I, I think he could, like, yeah. I just think he doesn't want to. So he doesn't. So this is not, this is not like Moon Knight or something. No, it is not like Moon Knight was very case of the week, kind of monster of the mm-hmm. week, kind of almost thing where you, you were piecing together like the greater connections of, of what was happening to him, but it was m- mostly like learning about him through his villains, like whoever he was having to like, Oh, okay. So he's fighting a ghost this week. Oh, he's fighting, you know, he's going to like a psychotropic dimension this week. Like it's all about like different aspects of that character. This is, this is world building. 
Like, I think that this is what this, this issue is for the largest part. And like, it's going to, I think it will make much more sense in the greater context of the, the book as a whole. Um, I, I still say buy on this. I still like this. I still find, like, I find there's a reason I consider Warren Ellis probably my favorite writer. I like, he could do this same kind of thing a hundred times in a row. I'd still probably find it because it scratches a particular lich of mine. Like I find like weird super science organizations, like all trying to outmaneuver each other and espionage each other endlessly fascinating every time he does it. Uh, and I mean, I'm more, even more interested in this in like the long term game of how does this connect to the thing that Jim Lee invented 20 years ago or helped and helped in that. But that's, I mean, I don't know. It's a hard place to be in because I certainly would not suggest buying this and just reading, pick, picking up number two. Like that is insanity. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Either you are reading one and two or you're waiting for a trade. Um, but I want, I think that's an interesting discussion to have is like, how do you like, that's what comics are weird, man. Like this would just be a book for most, like they would just release the book. But the they, thing that it made me think of, and I don't know that it's really the best example because I've not read, um, oh, injection or anything like you said, but I, it, just something about it made me think of uh, Gun Machine, which I have read. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I think not really a direct comparison. No, but, but it has very. I mean, Ellis has a style. Yeah, and uh, he has a voice. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think that it still is changing a little bit from like if you go back and read Transmetropolitan, it certainly has changed from that. Um, yeah. You can still see. His voice. I think there were moments of, of like you could hear this voice in that. Yes, you could. Just not as clearly. This is this has become very cold and very clinical. Um, and I wonder how it will read in the longer format. I I uh, as much as I like Warren Ellis, I think I'm a do not buy on this. Um, but I fully think that this is at least worth reviewing in trade format. This this issue in particular, um, I don't want to say it's a bad issue, but there was not enough to really hook me in. This is this is more like a, a wait and read the whole thing. That's really more where I'm at. Yeah, it's a weird. I'm a buy on this yeah. issue because I'm a buy on the series. I think I'm, I'm of course I'm, I'm I I buy everyone. Uh, and I think book. that that's that's your answer if you're on the fence about this. Is like. How fanatical are you about Warren Ellis? Like, I, I don't want to say that, you know, compared to you, I could take him or leave him because I, I agree with you that I think he's one of the, the greatest uh, working talents in comics today. And I have no doubt that this is going to be amazing. But I, I read a couple of issues of Injection. I'm like, nope, not for me. And I, I, haven't, I haven't really had any interest. I think this is the kind of thing that we should, we should do it for Book Club. We should do Injection for Book Club. I well we, just, when I when, is, when injection is over we I we will it's yeah, probably going to be years. But we could still like there there's got to be a trade or two out right. There are two, but I yeah I've read them. I don't think it's it's still it's I, still God no it's it's good. Like I think they're yeah. very entertaining and like they they work as like hey I read that and it was good and I enjoyed it and I don't mm-hmm. regret it. Like it's not like I'm feeling shortchanged or anything, but I feel like that book will not it will say something by the time it's wrapped up like it's still mm-hmm. an incomplete story i think it will it will read much better like it will read fine in two trades 
But yeah. when it gets to, I think, I think it's going to be playing for like 30 issues or something. When it gets there, I think it will, I think for success, successfully or not successfully, I think injection in this, like as a further tangent, will have like achieved what Ellis was going for. And I don't like, I think that is all, it's not necessarily about execution. It's about conception and like. I, that's what, like, it's interesting to me, because I feel like whenever any artist you follow that has kind of gotten to the point where they know what they're doing, and it's more, like, conceptually what they've come up with is the thing you want to talk about. Like, Warren Ellis knows how to write a comic book, and everything he does, I'm fairly certain he's doing purposefully, but I don't, like, the, the interesting discussion to me is not, like, how well does he write a comic? It's, like, is that idea of what how he executed it is not as interesting to me as what the what it is saying in total. Like, the, the core idea of it is. And if that's successful. Like, full, like I don't, like, metatextually, I don't even know how to, like, frame. It's, it's a kind of a deeper discussion rather than if this art is good. It's, like, if the art is successful. Um, I think a lot of his art says kind of, you know, he's, he talks about the future a lot. I think it's the thing he's always fascinated with. So that's what he writes about. I think this is colder than injection. And I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I think I like injection more. I still will. I still like this. Um, so split decision, Wildstorm number two, uh, next up American gods shadows. Number one story and words by Neil Gaiman script and layouts by P Craig Russell art by Scott Hampton, uh, with a, Somewhere in America, I guess, uh, I don't know, back up by P. Craig Russell and Laverne Kinzierski. Letters by Rick Parker. This makes me want to reread the novel. I've been wanting to reread it for a while, ever since the news about the show. Yeah. But this, th I don't know, this makes me happy. This was uh, one of my favorite novels of my uh, my younger years. I think I every, enjoyed it quite a lot. Every one of our, like, I... I think if I like if I had to pick a book that I knew most people my age have read, mm -hmm. I like I think I'd probably, like I might pick American Gods because it feels like everyone in my friend circles have read everyone has read American Gods. I uh, find that I find that really shocking. Maybe Harry um, Potter is probably I, a, another, I, but Harry Potter is probably a better pick. But I I I am I am surprised when someone has read a Neil Gaiman novel. I would say any but American Gods I would be surprised by. I don't know. It feels like it feels American Gods feels like in the same place as like Firefly does, where yeah. it's like it's like a kind of baseline. Hey, you were a nerd in two thousand and three or whatever. Mm -hmm. You read American Gods and and you you liked it a lot. Um, I think American Gods is very good. Um, I, I think it's a great novel as well. Do you think this comic does a good job of adapting it? It's hard for me to sort that out past the nostalgia, but I, it, it, it's faithful to my memory of the book. It reads as a good comic, although I think there's more narration than I'm used to in a comic. I mean, it, it's clearly it's got, you know, third person omniscient narrator voice, mm -hmm. which is very weird in a comic. Um did they do that or not in that uh, that space comic that we read recently that was adapted from a novel? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's, that, that's a strange thing. But it was first person, though, wasn't it? I this, I'm going to do that. I don't remember. I remember it being first person, I you know, that it, it had a point of view. thought it mixed them. Maybe I don't I don't remember that. I don't but remember. Like it, it's a it's a weird thing to have that third person omniscient narrator in a comic book 
Like I kind of, I mean, I understand why it's like this because they're just trying to repackage something into a product to sell comics, you know, in case they're not going to buy the novel, you can buy the comic or you can buy both or whatever. And it's an excuse for guys like P. Craig Russell to make some baller artwork. Um, this is, it's good though. It's solid. It's just like, it's weird. Is it necessary? No, but I still enjoy it. I enjoy a lot of things that aren't necessary. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I think that's like, it is a good comic. I think it does. Yeah. A, it does a good job of adapting the, the, the novel. I think mm-hmm. that I like it. Yeah. I just keep coming back to that, uh, that question of like, why does this exist? Like, I think that novel, the novel is better than this. I think, I think if Neil Gaiman at that time, he had made comic books. Like, I think if he had wanted to make American Gods a comic book, he could have, mm-hmm. but he wrote a novel instead. I feel like mm-hmm. he chose to write a novel. I don't know if he regrets that decision or not, if he thinks this would be a better comic than a novel, but I always go back to like, an adaptation of something does ha- has to do a lot of work to justify itself in general. Like I think that this is a good thing. And if you like American gods, you'll probably like this too, because it is, it's, it's that it's just, you know, it's presented slightly differently. I think I agree that the voice, the narrator voice is strange mm-hmm. in this. Um, I, I guess I'm a buy. Like, I don't, I, I think I like I like it and it's good, so I'm a buy. Yeah, I think I would it, also at least add that you know I would still point people at the novel first. I don't think I wouldn't mm-hmm. say start with a comic. I would say read the novel if you like it, then you know you pick up a comic book. Are you a straight up buy, Eric, or any misgivings? I think so. Okay. I think so. Nothing. Um, nothing seems too out of place. I I hope the show's good too. You know, I've heard it's good. Yeah, the early I'm, early I'm, reviews I'm are, are positive. So yeah, so that's a double buy on American Gods Shadows. I don't I don't understand why they have the colon there. Like it's this I like that's what I first when I first saw this I was like is this like a spinoff? But no, it's just they a, might they might release like there were I mean they might release like stories about other characters. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. You know because this one is about Shadow. Yeah. You know, maybe they're going to release, they're going to do Anansi Boys as an American Gods title. Yeah, that'd probably make it sell a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, American Gods, Shadows, number one, double buy. Next up, Headlopper, number number five. Andrew McLean, art writer, art, letters, design, colors, Jordi Belair. Uh, I mean, this is number five, but it is, it's another whole new story. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a new it's a, it's a new number one, basically, but I, it is... It's chapter one of a of a new story, new quarter. Yeah, um, it's that time of year again. Mm-hmm. Every three months or so, we got a new headlopper. Um, That's what a quarter is. It is. It's also twenty five cents quarter a year. Uh, it's also yes, a, a, it's also a sandwich at, at McDonald's. That's a that's a Royale with cheese. <laughs> I hey, this is headlopper. You like headlopper? This is yes. headlopper. I like okay. it. It's good. Yeah. I actually I'm. I'm like I don't know I maybe it's just the time away or whatever I I like I think I'm liking this more than I liked old Headlopper. It's it, I think he's getting 
more of a handle on what he's doing. This one is like even more adventure timey. Yeah, it is. Than the other. It's, it's so adventure timey. It's crazy. It's just, it way gorier. It's just, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like if, if adventure time had a bunch of blood in it. Yeah. There you go. It wasn't, everyone weren't candy people. There were, you, this is, this is what adventure time would be. Mm-hmm. I, I know it has, it does have a lot of like, there is, they are in a pirate ship that the entire, floor of the ship is covered in blood so mm-hmm. i i don't know i i i've always i i think there's a i empathize more with the characters in this like i i feel for them i don't know if i ever felt super like i always really i liked those original that original story a lot and i felt it was a really fun adventure and of course mclean's art is really nice but i never like connected with any of the characters mm-hmm. like deeply like but i felt like there's a sort of standoffishness of everything to where i feel like we're getting this one is more it, it, it's it's like a sandman story to where it starts out oh it's about the sandman and then later stories are about the people around him mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this is is it we're we're not focusing on just norgal we're focusing on the people around him so there, we're more invested in them. Yeah, I, I don't know, like those little, the little tiny guys who get sucked in here in this, mm-hmm. like this tower. Like I like them. I like uh, the lady who's like after her, her, all the people that have been taken. Like there's a lot of like interweaving stories in this, along with just the story of this tower and someone trying to like die hard their way up to the top. Um, I don't know what like McLean's art is still great. I really like it. I feel like it's I, f- I mean he's always been very good but I feel like he's he's almost getting better. This is really incredible. I mean I think, you know, thanks to in a lot of part Jordy is like incredibly on point here. It's hard to understate the value of the colors. Uh, it's hard to understate the value of Jordy. Yes, along with that. Yeah. I don't know. I I I you know at the end of this where you see like all these dead people and then the people outside like dancing in the blood. It it's actually like really affecting, which I I never I did that I did not have any of that in that in those first four issues. There was never any like like I never felt sad. Like this is like it really it drew emotion out of me that I was not expecting from a headlopper story. Like a book is called Headlopper. I wasn't certainly I wasn't expecting to go like, "Oh man." like feel like some kind of impact this but this mm-hmm. one did it to me i'm a, I'm a buy if that's not clear no if you're it's a mistake it, it's a, it almost feels like a silly foregone conclusion that this is just always gonna perform you know mm-hmm. but it's like it's like you said so long ago the new slayer album much like a slayer album is a slayer album mm-hmm. it headlopper is headlopper is headlopper i, I would argue yeah. that this is this is uh raining this is this is rain and blood era slayer mm. uh, I, I think this is you know the, like they've had their de- debut come out and now they're kind of like <laughs> finding their voice so they sound like slayer for the next 30 years mm-hmm. it's important it's important that's a double buy headlopper number five next up is vampirella number one written by paul cornell art in color jimmy broxton letters travis lanham what the fuck even is this comic book? <laughs> I, I look. I was like, hmm, Vampirella number one. What is this? I like looked at the who, preview. Who, I look, what is this? Who is this? Paul Cornell. I wonder if this is the same Paul Cornell that used to write. It is. He wrote, uh, huh? It is. It's the same one. Well, I mean, do you know what I'm gonna say? There's only. I believe there's only one Paul Cornell comic book writer. 
Well, this is not what I... No, I wasn't going to talk about comic books. I was going to say he wrote Doctor Who novels. Yeah, it's the same one. And went on to write some of the best Doctor Who episodes of the David Tennant era. Yeah. And the, 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 why can't I think of number nine's name? Uh, what's his name? He was in G.I. Joe. Who am I thinking of? I don't. Christopher. Eccleston? Eccleston. Eccleston. I pulled that out of, I, I'm like, I was like, Christopher, uh, guest? No, that's wrong. I, uh, I kept coming up with Walken and I'm like, no. <laughs> that's the wrong. Those are both wrong. No, that's the, the same. It, Christopher. It's the same Paul Cornell. It's all the same person. That's remarkable. That's really strange to me. But I, I don't know. I looked at the preview pages and I'm like, oh, Vampirella, what is this going to be? And then I'm like, oh, there's like robot angels flying around in this. All right, yeah. let's check this out. It is really weird. Yeah, it is really weird. I think that the feel of this future world, I mean, it feels like, it does feel like those Doctor Who episodes that he writes. I think, like, it feels both like a weird scary future but also like the future of like 1985 mm-hmm. you know it's a weird thing to me it, it's it's interesting i like paul cornell i don't know what the fuck is going on in this book at all and i don't know if i like it but i would i would i don't know i would check this out just because i find him such an interesting guy i will i want to i don't know I have no connection or interest in Vampirella, the character. I do not yes. give one iota of crap about She's fun to draw. I think that's literally the only thing that anyone that's... likes her for. <laughs> the, the, the booby vampire lady. Yeah. Yeah. What well, I mean, yeah. which whatever, that's fine. I think that you shouldn't pretend she's a character. Not that I think that that's what this book is doing. Like, I think, I don't know. It seems like she is just wants, like, I don't know. There's, you, make her a, a someone who wants to sow chaos and you put her in this world that is weird mm-hmm. and you don't it's a mystery and probably is kind of screwed up it seems uh and you see those two things bounce off each other that that's fun i don't know i i like this it is absolutely crazy uh and mm-hmm. i think i like it because it is absolutely disconnected from any other vampirella property thing that i could ever imagine and it doesn't need you don't need to read anything else. You just have to know, hey, vamp, crazy vampire lady in this crazy future world. There's robot angels and all kinds of weirdness. Uh, she's to be fair. I don't know that you really needed to read a whole bunch of Vampirella to keep it. up with the the complicated backstory. I don't know. I have always I just avoided Vampirella in general, but I like this. I'm a buy on this comic. I uh, I think I'm like a three out of five on the mush meter because it's. A lot of interesting things that I'm not sure are good or not, but I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and I think that it's worth some inspection. It's a weird, weird thing. You know, Kate Leth apparently wrote Vampirella for a while. Okay. I wonder that's what kind I... of the response I expected out of you on that. I've, like, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, me too. There's a lot of comic books, and licensed comics are pretty low on my totem bowl of low subscriptions and buying mm-hmm. trades. Unless we're reading it for this podcast, I'm probably not going to keep up with it. So that's a double buy mush meter of 1.5? Yeah, that's it. that's that's the average. That's how that works on Vampirella number one. You're so good at now. I'm great. Thank you for saying so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for Weekly Floppies. Till next week, more comics come out, because more comics are always coming out. Hey, uh... 
God Country 3 came out this week. Still great. Just wanted to mention that. Um, more Injection came out this week, too. Again, I have not read that yet because I read all of it. <laughs> um, but God Country came out. It's very good. It still suggests everyone read that book. You need to you need to keep up with Donnie. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show. Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week, what we've read or seen or played or whatever. Recommendations or cool stuff. What we want to talk about. You got anything you want to talk about before I talk about Iron Fist, the television show? I just want to talk about... I think from here on out, this is all Iron Fist. Yeah, I really, I think checking in and book club. Yeah. I think that we 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 got some splaining to do. I, I yeah, the I've watched all of the show. I finished. I it. am going to end up watching all the show. I finished episode three just before we started recording, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I've sorted out every single one of my feelings, but. I think there is so far, there's a lot of bad. I don't think it's quite as bad as all the early reviews are, because I think that that's how you get people to read, like, your review is, like, a lot of people are mad about the thing, so they're going to just review it extra bad to get those people to click on it. Um, But I do think there are some deeply, deeply flawed things and a lot of it, and I, I think this is a thing we're gonna touch back on. Yeah, I, 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 I well, I was gonna go like, I wanted, I, I did not want to finish. Uh, I, I yeah. got about halfway, Toughing and I, and I went like, well, I want to see everything to get so I can actually speak that about everything and say yes, for I know that it's not good. Um, and I was there's there was no point where you thought it got better or uh, there are anything. there. I don't think so. I think it is, there are moments that you go, oh, that's cool. That's a good, that, that thing was cool. But then it immediately would go back, regress to, mm-hmm. there was never a turning point or something. Like, that's what a lot, yeah. I think a lot of people are throwing around because the reviews only had the first six episodes. And they're like, well, maybe the last half turns it around and like it really elevates it. It never really, I never got excited about what was happening. I never went like, oh man, now they've turned it around. I go, oh, that sequence was cool. Oh wait, the next 25 minutes is more of the same. And there, I, again, it's not, and it is not like laughably bad most of the time. Yeah. It's not, and I think those, most of those early reviews were kind of a, a little over the top. I mean, yes, there are, like I, I want to disconnect the the talk of the television show from the comic because mm-hmm. I think we can talk about the comic character in a, a lot of different. Like I was trying to take, yeah, try not to bring in that cultural assimilation and the casting stuff into my enjoyment of the show. I was just trying to like as taking for granted that our lead character is this white dude and he's still going through that you know trope of being the savior for whatever. How well do they execute on that idea? It's it's not good. Like it's average. It's thoroughly average. Average is average is about right. That I feel like I don't know. The the first episode or two are so frustrating because it feels like you know like the that Seinfeld episode thing to where they're just sort of going through the motions of well we need it to be this you know mm-hmm. like if you actually listen to someone and talk to them like there's no reason that. I, I I really don't know. It's really annoying that, that that we spend so much time 
trying to prove that Danny is Danny when yes. that should be like half of a quarter of one episode. Yeah. It's not, it's not interesting television. No. And it, like, I think that we don't really even cut to too much that's interesting until episode three, which is where I, which, where I've left off. Yeah. I, it, it, there's a lot of choices in this thing that are utterly baffling. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's incredibly true that, I like there's so, like the least interesting parts about Danny Rand are him as a businessman. Like that yeah. is so like the cool parts about Danny Rand are, Hey, he can punch. He has iron fists. He can punch mm-hmm. through walls. He has, yep. he can fight ninjas, fight ninjas. Like, I mean, yeah, it can be tired at times, but that is the fun part of him, like, yeah. using, like, martial arts and doing all that tropey stuff. But that is, like, it can be visually compelling. It can, and there, there are some fight scenes later on that are cool, mm-hmm. but none of them are amazing. I would not say there's an amazing fight scene in this. And- I feel like this suffers from, the same thing that season one of all of the other Netflix shows suffers from. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people kind of look at any of them through whatever rose colored, whatever colored glasses they have, you know, mm-hmm. they might enjoy Luke Cage more. They might enjoy Jessica Jones more. Right. You know, I, I personally think season two of Daredevil is the best of everything so far. I feel like you probably agree with me. I think so. I, th- I think yeah. that you're right, that this is, I think it is double so, the problems of all those other yeah. season ones. Like, I well, think. Well, I, I, my my perspective on it uh, was that all of them kind of suffer from. Well, we have thirteen episodes to fill and enough content for six, so let's bloat it. And when that's why season two of Daredevil works better for me is I feel like there's there they add more characters and more things happening and it feels fuller. Yeah. It does. And I would, you could like, I think that all of those first seasons all have a little bit of, all have padding in them. But I, 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 like, I keep coming back, like, but I still watch through them and still enjoy them because I think at the end of the day, I still like those main characters. I think they all Mm -hmm. have a degree of charm and charisma in their own Mm -hmm. different ways. This, I, I never liked Danny Rand. I've watched this. No. There's, and like, I was like, I'm waiting he's for. Pretty un, he's pretty unlikable. Yeah. There was never a moment where I went, Oh, I like him because I never mm-hmm. do. You like some of when, the side when, characters, when, there are introductions yeah. where you go, Oh, the, like I, I, you like them and they have like, they're interesting and they're, they're, they have, they're given all the good lines, uh, which you can at least like, you could argue that for Daredevil, maybe that Foggy gets all the really funny stuff. And carries a lot of that relationship, but you still like Matt. I think Matt Murdock, like Charlie mm-hmm. Cox, does a good job of portraying that kind of of his. Conflict. He's charming and charismatic. Yeah, but so is Foggy. There, there's I think very good actors in in that show. Yeah, the this yeah. is their their Danny Ritt, Finn Jones. I think is his name. He's Finn Jones. He's not offensively bad or anything, but it's no. There's nothing special about it. It's just very yeah. much like, I like. I don't know how much is it him. Like the writing in this is also not great. Uh, there's well, I mean, I I I feel like you you really need charismatic actors to pull off 
uh, comic book roles because it is it can it can be a, like an inherently cheesy thing. Yeah. And I, I liked um, how Justin Jordan characterized it. It's like when he has to pull off like a very vulnerable moment, he's very good at that. But he can't really pull off confidence, bravado, being a badass, and you you need that in uh, in in this character who is all about kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this is not Dana Rand before he's become the Iron Fist. Like, he has mm-hmm. he is the Iron Fist. He has like there is multiple moments where they're like, "Well, just pull, use your fist," and he's like, "I can't." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is the." i look forward to that yeah like that's really exciting like oh that thing that he could do like 20 minutes ago now he can't for Mm -hmm. some arbitrary plot reason like that is the like so lazy so boring the uh, i don't i'm not gonna do you want like someone do you want to talk spoilers or no like i'm I would rather not. Okay. I, I mean, how, what do you do? You really want to? Because I don't really care. What you're describing, I think, is fine. Okay. I just there's the, like it, every time they start something that you're like, okay, now this could be. Nope. No. No. Mm-hmm. It's still. It never gets there. It just all mm-hmm. it derails itself at every step along the way. Like it feels like I think this is my feeling after mulling it over. Is this feels like deleted scenes. All yeah. of it. All of it feels like deleted scenes from the Iron Fist movie. It feels like the the in fun important the fun parts of Iron Fist to me are like seeing the 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 city, seeing him become like Iron Fist is like the cultural assimilation and, and appropriation stuff aside. A dude getting mm-hmm. his powers by ripping them from the heart of a dragon is pretty awesome. Yeah, that that doesn't happen. You never you never get. To see, you never get any of that. You get, and I think some of it is probably budget, and, like, they can't afford to have, like, hey... An animated dragon. Yeah, or a giant, like, fancy, like, you know, city, or, like, they can't afford to do any of that, so they have it happen all in New York, and have multiple scenes where, like, the majority of the episodes are guys sitting in boardrooms. Mm-hmm. Which... It's really really gross, because it's like they don't even... I don't know. I feel stupid complaining about this, but like they might, they might as well be sitting there saying the word business. Mm-hmm. It's is... so fucking like poorly committed to. Yeah, it really. It's like, like business. They, I yes. don't, it feels <laughs> we're businessmen. <laughs> Look at this setting. Look at my hair. I'm wearing a suit. It's like that business. Adventure, it's like that Adventure Time episode uh, with the the, the businessmen. It yes. Yeah, exactly. It, it it never really gets beyond that. It is those those siblings are are a large part of the show throughout. Mm-hmm. I they don't they're not bad again. They're not yeah. they don't but I don't care about them. I don't care yeah, I, about I like this show is called Iron Fist. I don't like not, not Iron Business. Not Iron Business. Like the, it's I, not about a steel factory. And it I, I get back to like every like it's it's just very average and unnecessary. I think mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Bloom he talks he he mentioned on Twitter uh, that this felt like this feels like obligation and that is exactly yeah. what this is. It feels like one hundred percent all yeah. the way through. Like they were obligated to to piece the they could have easily made Luke Cage season two have Danny just appear in it to back up yep. Luke. And, and the, the, yeah, then go and to the then defenders. Maybe give him, then maybe give him a show after that, and it would have felt 
a little bit less clunky. Yeah, I, this is, it doesn't, his origin, this is, it does a bad job establishing his origin story. Mm-hmm. It, it makes him boring. Like, I think that's, yeah. it's like, if it was offensively bad, I think I'd like it more. Because yeah. it is so thoroughly average and boring that I, I can't, like, you don't want, there's no, and there's no, at the end of the day, there's no connection to the other members of the Defenders either. Like, there's no, Luke Cage don't, doesn't show up. Jessica Jones doesn't show mm-hmm. up. You get, like, a, a few, like, uh, Night Nurse, Rosario yeah. Dawson, she shows up, and she's... She's again, contractually obligated to be in everything and, they and, do now. And again, like, carries a large part of, like, yeah. trying to make the show likable. They uh, say, uh, they say that, uh, I mean, I've just gotten to Carrie Ann Moss being introduced, and it was definitely good to see her again. Um, but, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. There's, so that, and that just basically is telling me that, oh, Defenders is gonna be, the whole thing is gonna be them getting together, and then, I guess, fighting the hand. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they, they tend, there's, the connections of the hand to all this, like, this feels, like, uh, it, I, well, I it's I'm, not Hydra. No, it's not Hydra. The, and it's the hand, not can, Hydra. like, uh, they could, they ruin a lot, a lot of stuff that at least not even if it's in like, like has any depth to it. But Bride of Nine Spiders in is in this comic we're going to discuss in a bit, and there's nothing, there's no depth to that character. But no. at least it looks cool. You know, it has, it is visually compelling. Like some woman so ripping she's up her... in the show. Hashtag spoilers. Hash. I mean, she appears, but it's not really the same character. It's a. She. It's someone with the same name. She turns into a lady obsessed with spiders. Mm. Uh, just a normal lady. She's an assassin that's obsessed with spiders. I guess. Well, that to be fair, that fits a lot better into the world. It the does. Whole, the whole Kunlun thing is not well set up. It, it it feels really stupid and artificial and very. I mean, even in the comic, it's pretty pretty Shangri La, pretty silly. Yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna talk about the inherent yeah, ideas of Iron Fist in this comic. But even like, I was trying to take all that stuff for granted and give them that. And even then, I'm like, ugh, this is it's just not. Don't watch it. Like that's my that's my suggestion. Unless you really want to have like a concrete opinion about the whole thing, skip it. Not worth it. It's a waste of time. It's like, like if I had, if I didn't want to, like, I wanted to talk about it intelligently. And like, if I had not, I would have done the same thing I did with that pre- with the preacher show and stopped after three episodes and gotten like, man, eh, I don't, I can watch something else. I don't know. I once you, I want, I'm interested to hear what you think of it. The whole we may do like revisit it with some spoiler cast C stuff once you finish. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that, but uh, I had a lot of wrestling to watch. Oh, I know. Watch, uh, of course. Much more sanguine on uh, on wrestling than I am on on the iron fisting. I oh man, I, multiple times I was saying like maybe I should just turn this off and watch more lucha. That'd be, yeah, I'd probably be happier, but then I can't talk about it. So no, it's true. You can't record your diss track on on it. <laughs> I guess not. So are you ready to follow up that talk of Iron Fist with more talk with, about an Iron Fist? Uh, maybe. Hey, hey, it's almost like we we're smart and we plan things ahead. Mm-hmm. When we know we can talk about Iron Fist, we're just going to just talk about Iron Fist. Uh, I think, yes, we can jump in to our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. 
Nerbo Book Club is the part of the show. Eric and I sign along or collect work and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Uh, we are discussing Iron Fist, the immortal Iron Fist, uh, circa like 2000, what was it, 2009? Was it nine? I thought it was six. I think it started in 2006 and then probably, I imagine it's collected in 2009. That's probably why it says 2009 on the collections. Yeah. Um, so in the late 2000s, uh, Fraction and Ed Brubaker with David Aha and, whew, um, a bunch of folks. Travel Foreman, Derek Friedhoff, John Severin, Russ Heath, Sal Buscema, Tom Palmer, Roy Allen Martinez, Scott Koblish, Kino, Javier Polito, Tansi Zanjic, with colors by Matt Hongsworth primarily, but Dean White, Laura Martin, June Chung, David Aha again, Kano, Yabayad Rodriguez, Paul Mounts, with even more, like, that's not everyone. That, that, that's, I, like, I could be reading these credits for another hour or so, yeah. but primarily, it is Fraction, Brubaker, and AHA with a lot of cutaway scenes with many other artists. Mm-hmm. I think all of that makes it pretty hard to read. It really does. Honestly. I don't like it. It, it, it gets more confusing than a story about a bunch of people punching uh, Nazis should be. Yeah. It, like, it doesn't... It, 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 it's... I feel like book one is tighter. Book two gets pretty muddy. I, I don't, there's parts of this I think are really fun, mm-hmm. and then it gets lost in the mess, and lost, lost in the wash, I guess you could say. It feels, yeah. and I, those artists, those, like, they try and tie those artist changes into flashback sequences. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. this is the Iron Fist from 1929, or this is a, a story of, uh, like, a, one of the, uh, you know, in, uh, one of the flashbacks of the numerous characters you get flash Orson Randall or mm-hmm. his Wendell Rand or the any of the what the Thunderer like any of those guys you you're seeing in different time Davos you're following those guys around in different time periods and so they try and tie those artist changes into like hey this is a mm-hmm. scene from 1933 or etc it I. It still it doesn't I, completely. No. It doesn't completely lack for all uh, artfulness. No, it's still like it still is kind of jarring, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't always necessarily appreciate the change when I get. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is like. I mean, after all, you get used to it. You're just like, all right, these two pages are or three pages about something in the past, and then you jump back to the present. You're like, all right, but it. You're, you're, you're fighting Hydra and then there's Davos is involved. Like it, I feel like there's too much happening in this thing. I, I think like Iron Fist doesn't need to be complicated. No. Like, I think. No, it does not. Watching the television show is further kind of t- like it doesn't, like again, we, I, we can talk about the, what Iron Fist is as a character, but taking, if you're taking Danny Rand as your Iron Fist, like, I, I think that there's, if they just centered this on one of the things this is about, it'd be a lot better. Like, it could be about legacy. Like, I, Danny trying to figure out his fault, fa- like, his father and, 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 and Orson, Orson, Ra- like, or, and I'm getting all these names back mixed up. I forget who, cause Orson Randall and Wendell Rand and Danny mm-hmm. Rand. Uh, yeah. Not Iron Fist one, Iron Fist A. <laughs> Uh, Not to mention all the other Iron Fists that mm-hmm. have ex- 66 Iron Fists, I believe is the number uh, that they say at one point. But That's could, what they threw out, yeah. It could be about Legacy, or it could be about him returning to the city and Hydra trying to get in and then fighting Hydra. Or it could be about Revolution 
in the city of like uh them overthrowing this system i mean archaic system that instituted the the uh, the weapon and uh, institute iron fist and how women can't learn martial arts and all that stuff like it could be about that but instead it is about all of those things and also has luke cage and 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 the heroes for hire in it on top of all of that it, it, it there's a lot of moving around in this where i feel like it benefit from being just a little less chaotic mm-hmm and no, let, most definitely. And it's letting, pretty hard to it's pretty hard to read by the end. Yeah, and let it, like letting David Aha just tell a story. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it would be like I don't know, like if you're gonna have uh, like the the tournament, at least that stuff is simple. I think I always come back to like I like the tournament stuff just because hey, it's these weird colorful characters fighting. Like there's nothing complicated about it. It's all very simple honor and legacy and stuff like that. Simple ideas. But then that kind of just gets thrown out the window. <laughs> About three quarters of the way through. Um, I don't know why they chose... I, do you think it's just because AHA is couldn't keep up? And they wanted to keep the book on... Like he didn't want to... Like Hawkeye was slow, but I mean, I don't... Yeah. I didn't... I don't, I don't, I don't think it's... I don't think it's David AHA's fault, fault though. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. But it probably was a scheduling thing, and they felt like they could tell these other stories with other artists and it it works sort of but it is definitely better to have a cohesive look yeah so what's going on because it's just it 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 does it takes a thing with too much and every time like there are some scenes where there's an environment change and i think it's a flashback yeah <laughs> you know but it, like oh it's still david aha but yeah. no, it, 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 it is, and it's still the same present day, and it, I don't know. I feel like if you put all this, like, I don't, I wish that, like, they just had flashback issues. Don't have right. David Aha in there at all. Just have him, like, hey, you get David, you concentrate on the present day, but that will all be told in sequence, and then the flashback issue is a guest artist. Like, I think nowadays that's probably what they would do, I guess. Like, that, and mm. it would at least feel a little bit more cohesive. And you wouldn't ever, like, you, as long as you know you're in an issue, you would know immediately if you're in the past or the present. Like, you wouldn't have to go question yourself, like, when is this happening? Am I, when, like, I don't, I, it, or even have, a, like, there's so many guest artists. Yep. There's so many. That list I read is not even complete. Like, I could, that was only the first half of this, of this thing. It is, it was it's jarring. We've touched on this mm-hmm. before, but whenever you jump from artist to artist, it's like watching a movie and just having completely different visual styles every five minutes. And it, it sets the tone. It matters. Like, I don't, like, I would think that Fraction and Brewbreaker would know that. Like, those, they're, they're experienced writers by this point, even. And you think they would, I don't know, have a sense of like, it's gonna, affect people's this is this whole issue here where he's at the uh the writer's house and it's told mostly in flashbacks Mm -hmm. and there's two different flashback artists and the main story artist is someone that we've never seen before that was just just a mess i think that was an annual was it why is it even in here they collected i like that's the 
when I have a, a, a paperback, I have the trade of this. It's the complete mm. collection volume one, which includes, and it's explicit about what issues you have. Plus there's annual number one, uh, another, uh, one off. There's a, you know, there's material from other issues, which is included in these volumes, but it is never really disclosed. Like, what you're reading at any given, like it's, it's not very clear in these two digital trades, what you're reading at any given time. And it makes it even more confusing. Not, it's not helpful. Um, I don't know. This is <laughs> like a year or two after this is out. I think this is, speaks to where we are as in, in comics now mm. compared to where we were. Mm -hmm. This was considered, this is highly lauded. It was considered very, very good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still probably consider it the best Iron Fist comic. Uh, there's not a lot of them out there. They're not usually great comics. No. Um, but I mean, I, th I, I, th I still like this. I, 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 it just has a lot of problems, but mm. I think we can officially launch into like, I, I think most of those problems are problems with Iron Fist. At, at, the ground, all, at the ground level. Yes, they're all foundational level. It's it's toe up from the flow up, as they say. It's 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 icky. Everything about this is I don't know. Let's make a a made up Asian country with made up Asian martial arts, and we'll give them everything like Asian sounding names. You know, fist of the thousand blowjobs or whatever. <laughs> it's fucking retarded. It's yeah. It's it's like this god. It's fucking. <laughs> uh, did you ever see that uh, that video of uh, the the Italian variety show? And they have a song that's supposed to be like it's what Italians think English sounds like. It's a song in fake English. Oh no, I don't think I've ever I've ever heard that. That's a thing that uh, that you sh like. I'll send you the link or something. But that's 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 like what this is. This is a comic book about about fake Asia, and it's I don't know. It looks it looks like a bunch of um, what was his name that was in the Breakfast Club? It's a bunch of that. It's a bunch of yellow face. But I mean, like Mickey I, Rooney. Mickey Rooney is who I mean. For some reason, my brain came up with Mickey Mantle. Like that. <laughs> that's that. That's wrong. That's definitely wrong. Yeah, it's not Mickey Mantle. It's not Mickey Mantle. Um, I don't think that. I mean, I think having an Asian lead in Iron Fist makes it better. It doesn't make it not hot garbage. I think you're thinking of Breakfast at Tiffany's, not Breakfast Club. Oh, excuse me. I, I said like, breakfast. I, no, I did mean breakfast at Tiffany's. Forgive me. <laughs> I was just like, breakfast That is literally what I mean. You knew you knew exactly what I was talking about. I did, but you I was Mick just... Rooney was not in the fucking breakfast club. I knew he wasn't, so that's why I jumped straight to him. I went like, okay, he's not talking about the breakfast club, because there's, well, you, there's I, no Asian I, I characters in that. that. Thank you for, for pointing that out. I just, well, just to make it clear... It's got breakfast in the name. It's it does. fine. It does have breakfast it's, in it's the name. You can, thank you for making fun of me in a recording. It's okay. That's why we're recording. Isn't that why we're doing this? <laughs> What's what bros are for? <laughs> no, like, um, you're right. It doesn't. There, it, we talked not, about it with Doctor Strange. And yeah. Doctor Strange, I like, with the way he's established now, 
with the way Jason Aaron, I, they mostly sidestepped the Eastern magician thing. Like they've, it's mm-hmm. magic is not a thing that only Orientals practice. Yes, I, I think. Thank you for uh, describing a rug. Yeah, that like they've doctor in the movie. It's and also the the adaptation. The the movie sidestepped it as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah as yeah. much as they could. I like. It, there's still questions of it there. We talked about that in when we did uh, the oath. This is you can't. There's no sidestepping it, and I think mm-hmm. like you'd have to completely reframe what iron fist is you'd have to completely start over you could make it the like you could cast it as an asian but you'd have to i think it is only part of solving the problem i don't think it is i don't think it fixes it you still have to make it a different completely different thing avatar the last airbender is kind of like exactly the thing this is except i mean sure it's all made by a bunch of white dudes but it is in an Asian world about Asian people uh, borrowing from like Asian mythology, you know, it, it, it rings a lot truer, you know, it, it, I think that the Avatar The Last Airbender, I think, sides also avoids most of these problems by being a completely fictional world and mm-hmm. by not making culture well, is... a part of it in the first place. Like, the white, well, this, white, it, 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 it definitely, no, it definitely references it, but I mean, like, Kunlun. This is in fucking Kunlun and the fucking, like, floating kingdoms of heaven or something. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really happen in Asia. It's just Asian looking people in a place they call Kunlun. You know, it, it, it fucking, like, it's like the, the rhyme of the ancient mariner or fucking stately Kublai Khan or whatever in the shit that is. You know, it's, it's a bunch of made-up nonsense. I mean, you're right in that it is a completely fictional world, but it borrows, like, so directly from all these cultures and, like, uses, like, real martial arts and real, like, real words from, like, various languages. I don't know. This, uh, I don't know. I think at best it reads as inauthentic. No, I mean, Avatar is a completely fictional world. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. And this this still is set mostly in a completely fictional place. I don't think there's a Kunlun in any real mythology. It's no, I, no, but I mean, like, it by connecting it to the Marvel Universe, by connecting yeah. it to New York City, by yeah. making Danny Rand a billionaire yeah. who goes to their this the Shangri-La. I mean, it is Shangri-La, basically. It's it is Shangri-La, exactly. That's what I was saying. That. You connect it to the real world. You make it, you, like, it doesn't matter, like, oh, they made up, uh, if, it's like making up a Middle Eastern country. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It is like, you, like, at least have the guts to say, no, this is a, a real place then. Like, try and ground, like, try and put real culture in there if you're gonna at least, like, don't go, oh, well, we made a fake country, so it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, no, that's mm-hmm. not how that works. Um, it is, like, it is essentially, like, uh, it's it's an exploitation movie trope like of kung yeah. fu movies and you could make you could make iron fist a real thing but you'd have to like i don't know why that like he's not that well like all his goodwill is because he was partnered up with luke cage like mm-hmm. that's the like i don't know anyone who's like my favorite character is iron fist mm-hmm. danny Rand's my favorite i don't think any i don't know anyone who's like oh danny Rand's the yeah. best He's, he's like a third, like, there's other, like, of all the rich guy protagonists, 
in the Marvel universe, even he's not even like, I like at this point, he's not even top five. Like there's other, like way more interesting variations on that trope. And I don't know why they have to make him like, it's just, it's fundamental. Like they have to just like throw the, you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater in this Mm -hmm. instance and just start, start fresh, have a new Danny Rand or just have Danny, like have Danny Rand around and have another iron fist like you did with Mm Spider-Man. When that's not just, that doesn't work. Like it doesn't, it's not even that it's incense, like putting aside that it's offensive. It's also not interesting. Yeah. Like, and I think that's like, uh, like, I don't, if you want to argue, oh, well, it, it's still interesting and that's why we're using it. I can, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, at least I can understand it, but it's not even that interesting. Like Iron Fist, like he works in the, the Sanford Green comic as a dopey sidekick to Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. He is like, Luke Cage is a straight man for the most part. And those those books are very good books that kind of don't take themselves seriously. They do not. No. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of what you need to do to make that work. Mm-hmm. And you said exploitation. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of those characters. That's yes. exactly what they're born out of. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage as well. Yes. Which is, I mean, which is why, like, it was perfectly natural for that Gendy Tartakovsky book to come out. But it was just so gross and tone deaf in today's market. You just read it, and the political environment is just wrong. It just doesn't make sense. You, it just it feels just terrible, and that's kind of what's going on here. Where it it just it's 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 tired. Yeah, no, it is. Like every time they were like that whole the whole plot of this in like that bit where like. Uh, Davos is arguing with Danny's father, and like he's like, they're like, "Oh, you were friends, but one's the outsider." Like the outsider becomes Iron Fist, and like it just—it's not even like that is an inherently kind of like offensive idea about like like having a white savior and all that stuff. But it's also boring. It is mm-hmm. also like done a million <laughs> times. Like it's it's just like oh okay good he's oh he's gonna get the dragon and then oh then he's gonna run away okay he's gonna be the iron iron fist in New York City or like it just it, there's just every layer he's just like it 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 like I think that fraction Brubaker's story in this like is okay but when you start thinking about all the underlying foundation of it 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 makes everything seem dumb. Like, it, it makes it hard to, like, take seriously. And, like, I don't think either, I don't think anybody who writes Iron Fist is, like, a, a racist or anything, but they're, they have to deal with the foundation of this character. I'm pretty sure I, um, I'm pretty sure I, I saw Matt Fraction say that he was going to do the comic book adaptation of Birth of a Nation. Oh, was, did you see that? So was, he is, was that on his he Tumblr? He is a tremendous racist. I'm sorry. Was that on his Tumblr where he's talking about sex criminals? Uh, yeah, that was on uh, buttstuffwerewolf.tumblr.net. Okay. <laughs> Good. Where the I, I was I I must have caught I, between his like uh, homoerotic text with Chip Zdarsky. I must have missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see the Sex Criminals alternate cover with him and Chip on it? I did. It's very funny. It is very good. Uh, so it is. It is as good as as this is kind of not. I I I I 
I still think this is worth reading. Yeah, I don't regret it. I'm super glad that we didn't like spend a total of sixty dollars for both of us to to Comicsology sales are yeah. good. Hell yeah. For you get fit, buy one get one Marvel fifty percent off plus already sales they stack four dollars for this entire thing is pretty good pretty good price compared yeah. to thirty plus. Um, I feel I like I think that you read this you have to read it to I I want to like I don't like people who dismiss things out of hand like do your homework read yeah. the, read the stuff like that's why I finished oh, you didn't the, watch Suicide Squad did you I no I did not. I, I did I I did not discuss that movie for 20 minutes. <laughs> I said that looks bad. I didn't see it, and that's as much as I'm going to do. <laughs> if we are going to have a podcast about Suicide Squad, I I would I'd sit through that movie, probably hate every second of it, and then we'd I'd see what well, you and me will watch. We'll watch Batman, Superman. We'll oh, watch Suicide no, Squad. I don't want to. And then and then for the trifecta for the third for the third round of. Uh, uh, serial fanaticist. I'll watch a talking cat. I don't ever want to watch a talking cat ever again. <laughs> that movie is so garbage. It's so bad. Why would it be good? Why would it be good? It could be ironically good. No, it. I, I don't think so. It could. I'm not saying it is. I say it could. Like theoretically, like those Garfield movies are bad, but they also have Bill Murray in them. So I go, mm -hmm. eh, I like them anyway. <laughs> uh, I I don't know, like you have to do rehab on Danny Rand. Like, I don't, there's just mm -hmm. this character. Like if they just want to, if they want to make him a central character like that, they, I don't like, they didn't even try and do that with that Netflix show, which is the baffling thing to me. Like it's like, it seems like they just went, well, no, that face value. This is still a completely interesting character. This dumb hip, hip like stoner looking white dude doesn't wear shoes, yeah. listens to hip hop music for some reason. Like, did they have hip hop music in Kunlun? Like, I don't think right, so. Dude. Hip 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 hop is good. Don't don't be don't be trashing hip hop. I'm not saying okay. the music isn't good. I'm just saying how did he didn't know what the internet was? Why is he listening? He I that know that is they, a good important thing. They didn't know that. I, I don't remember him saying that, but that's true. They, oh my! It, I don't even want to get into no. like how dumb ever all the investigation is in that show, but. Like, they try and give a really dumb reason why he listens to that very particular set of hip-hop, and I never, I just don't buy I'm, into I'm it I'm looking whatsoever. forward to that. It, it felt, I'm, that, that, I'm not saying that music is bad. I like Outkast. I'm just saying it very felt much like them trying to, hey, this guy's cool. He likes yeah. Outkast. I'm like, yeah. okay. No, that's 100% what has to been, have been happening. And I just went, mm, no, he's... It's it, it, even and like that's even like crazier in that like Luke Cage's soundtrack was so good and felt incredibly mm -hmm. vital to that show and this oof, man we're just getting back to that Netflix show just tells you how bad like this comic is way better than that show I'll say that mm -hmm. I've read this entire comic I went like oh that's there's like there is I like Aha's art I think he's I think he got better after this uh, I think yeah. I, I I think Hawkeye I like Hawkeye more his work in that but well, i think that the the best parts of this are the things that feel like a warm-up to hawkeye yeah like there are a lot of fraction moments in here you know right but i'm like well that feels straight out of hawkeye that's the st i don't know i think that if this was if this was lauded it's 
because they took a, a plucked a terrible character out of obscurity mm-hmm. and made a a readable story out of it. Not a good story, but something that felt more essential than a th- a third or fourth stringer. Yeah, you know, like this was. I mean, before Hawkeye, no one did this. No one cared about. There were like six books that people gave a shit about, right? No one cared about anything outside of that. that well, if you told people back in then that there's going to be an Ant-Man movie, you know. And it's going to be successful. <laughs> mm-hmm. They would tell you you're a friggin' idiot. <laughs> but that, the, I don't know. It, it's important for that reason and probably that only. I, I It bugs me so much because I would love to read a Marvel comic about martial arts and the similar subject matter, but not this. Do you think I'm trying to think, are there any good martial arts comics at all that like are? Yeah. Which, um, I mean, I, I want to, I know I want to read fight for tomorrow. Yeah. By Brian Wood. Oh, okay. I want to read that. I'm curious. Like, I'm just trying to think of like ones that do like, obviously do there's it. lots of, uh, manga. Yeah. Yeah. That are about, uh, about martial arts, Western comics. Um, I should I should have been more specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you did say you did say uh, comics and not manga. So I, I mean, yeah. I it's... I understood what you were coming from there, what you were saying. Um, but yeah, I want to read Fight for Tomorrow. I'm sure there's others. I I find I don't know. I find it inherently interesting. It's a thing that I want to see more of. Well, there's, I mean, when you think about popular fiction of like there's a bunch of like rocky raging bull like boxing like the combat like that is combat sport and that those like it has inherent like conflict and drama built into it that makes this it easily Mm. compelling like it's a built-in story like hey rocky's about an underdog fighter learn like that's it's very simple story but like that's why it works like you like you think that starting a dude off as a billionaire is like maybe not the best idea like if you're going to have a dude who's going to be learning a martial art and like that kind of stuff unless there's a fall from grace not he's oh he's still a billionaire like what or a millionaire at least i don't know if mm-hmm. i'm not sure if canonically if they, I, they seem to mention that he's a billionaire but i can't remember if he's just really he's not, i don't know if he's tony stark rich but remember how tony stark is still in a coma i wonder about that he still is I'm sure he'll be out of it eventually. Doom will wake him up. He's like, I'm tired of being Iron Fist. And Iron Fist. Iron Man. <laughs> I'm already back. I'm already... I'm Iron already, Fist Man. I'm Iron Fist Man. What kind of accent does Doom have? What kind of accent does Doom have? Yeah. Is it like a German... Does he like sound like Dr. Ar- Doom? Yeah, Dr. I just Doom. Think, I, don't, I don't think he has... He just yells every word. Does he have... But does he sound like... He's. I mean, Latveria is clearly like a German kind of yeah. country. Like that he's a, he's a region. Hun. He's that region, yeah, that region mm-hmm. of of Europe. Yes. So you think he'd sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, Austrian? Yeah. Or, I, I, yeah, I think I think he only speaks in all caps. Mm-hmm. He speaks in all caps, unless like unless he has. All I think caps he, when you spell the man name. I think he has all caps and library voice, and library voice is only when like Valeria is talking to him. Mm-hmm. I think any or maybe Sue as well. I think he would he would go library voice for her. I think. But everyone else is Richards. Mm-hmm. 
that tells you how much uh, we have to say about Iron Fist now that we're gone to I've gone to Doctor Doom accents. Yeah, I w- wish this was. I don't know. I I would like there to be a good, a great Iron Fist story. Mm-hmm. And I think the great Iron Fist story is hidden in a completely different Iron Fist, like a completely reboot Iron Fist. We're just start a new one. I think that I think that you're right. There's there's good things there, and there's enough like there's enough material, you know, in um, in manga and in in like faithful adaptations to these these things in kung fu movies that aren't exploitative. There's there's enough things to mine there that you could do a really fun reboot. You know, and not just focus on being, you know, like, let's just replace him with an Asian character. But, like, let's actually tell an authentic and good story. Yeah. You know, that's fun. That's good. Just, you know. Clean slate it. It's okay. Like, we. Yeah. No one. Again, this there's not even, like, the legacy. Like, I don't think there's. Are there people on the internet who are upset? Like, I know they're. They don't like people who complain and whine about, mm-hmm. you know, offensive things. But truly, is anyone so attached to this Iron Fist that they go, no, you can't. No, please. It's like Ghost Rider to me. I'm like, why is they still trying to, like, why is Ghost, like, hey, have Robbie Reyes be a character? That's not mm. Ghost Rider. Like, like that, it's, it's like, it's a fundamentally shallow concept. Like, if you, like, Robbie Reyes can be a cool guy, a cool character without having to make him Ghost Rider. Like, Ghost Rider just got canceled. That's why I bring that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I don't like, Ghost Rider comics just don't sell. It doesn't matter what you do. Like, you, you get, like, unless you want to have Trad Moore draw all of them. I mean, I'm. What's wrong with that? I'm not, I'm, I. Steady job. Yeah, I don't know if he'd want to, I don't think he wants to do that. Uh, like, uh, unless you have, like, that dynamic cr- creator attached to that comic i don't think it's gonna just like these these old these guys these concepts from the 70s that marvel is like they have no problem killing the hulk but they Mm -hmm. they gotta have iron fist stick around for some reason well like i consider the hulk a rather essential legacy character i well let i would trade i'd trade poor danny for uh for bruce banner for for, i was gonna say for roadie Oh, for Rhodey, yes. Even... I'd trade him. I'd trade him for Rhodey. Yes, I would as well. I f- I'd feel like that squaresies. Rhodey is also a f- like an interesting character, fundamentally. Yeah. A a a more more a... interesting than one of the six blonde guys <laughs> in this book about Asian martial arts. Yes. That's there is that. I mean, I was thinking this the whole time about that joke in a Hawkeye about people confusing Clinton Barton for Danny Rand. Because mm. they are both blonde, white blonde guys drawn by David Aha. Yeah, they, yeah, they share similarity. I don't have a problem. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like 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 Clint's the best version. Of, he is of Danny Rand. Yeah, they even they even made Clint rich so he could be exactly the same thing. I, like, yeah, I don't know, like. If again, Hawkeye does feel like a more fully realized version of this comic in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah, I don't like. <sighs> so it's interesting that that's the thing that I could compare it to the most, and in most of these they put uh, Brubaker's name first, but here towards the end it looks like it's Fraction Brubaker. I don't know. Anything else you want to say about this? Um, 
I, I will. The Danny Rand in this is infinitely more likable than the, that Danny Rand in the Netflix show. I'll say that. Yeah, I can't really find characters in it that I like. I feel like I'm. I feel like the martial arts bothers me. It's, all I can think of, all I can think of, is like, oh God, get your hands closer together. It's not. Get your, it, it get your fucking guard up. Jesus. It doesn't fundamentally like. I think the fighting's doesn't ever like they should have hired a better choreographer or something because it does mm-hmm. it never differentiates itself it's from the fighting you see in daredevil yeah like it's well, just, i don't know I, I i enjoyed the fighting in daredevil more no i i think the daredevil the fighting in daredevil is better but i think like it yes. just feels like a poor man version of that and yeah. i want to see like the matrix like if you want to like i think that if like it is matrix came out in 1999 like you can find choreographers that can like make that better than what they do in this mm-hmm. like I, I another problem i have with but it's it, like that is i could deal with bad fighting in iron fist if the story and character were better yeah but it is not um all right folks so next week we'll be reading batwoman elegy uh greg rocca and jage williams the third we will be reading that next week read along with us i think that'll do it for us we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at HandsomeBoysComicsHour.com. Find links to everything there. New episodes downloadable and streaming. Links to our Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash HandsomeBoysComicsHour. Our Twitter, which is HBC Hour. You can email us at HandsomeBoysComics at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us at any of those places. Like us, follow us, you know, social media words. You can also, please, if you like the show, give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, whatever service you use really helps us out, helps new people find the show. We definitely appreciate that. Obviously, word of mouth is also greatly appreciated. Tell your friends. You can find me on Twitter at MixMasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Oh, my things. You can see my portfolio by going to FreeWillUnlimited.com. And you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to EricZGoodnight.com including my Instagram and my Twitter, where I am known as Easy Goodnight. With that, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.